Hey, Westside family, Jake Gilbert here, one of the leaders in charge of our media department. Thanks for joining us for today's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders, and we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. We love you guys, and enjoy. <laughs> so, um, I am bringing to you a Mother's Day message today that I hope will bless your hearts as mamas, and um, we're going to turn to the book of Judges today, and the title of my message is More Than a Name. Because this morning we are going to reflect on mothers. Um, We're going to turn to the book of Judges to do that. And Samson's mother was an unnamed mom in the Bible. You will not find her name anywhere. Research it, try to find it. There's no name given. And there's no mention given of her genealogy. She's simply mom. And I want to remind you this morning that it's good to simply be mom. Can I get an amen, mamas? The setup of this story is, um, well, this story, Samson, is in the book of Judges, chapter 13 to chapter 16. And the setup of the story is that the children of Israel had done evil in the eyes of the Lord. And he delivered them over to the Philistines for 40 years. So for those of you who have been following us on our Wednesday night Bible studies, we've been walking through each of the books of the Bible and what they entail, then you'll remember this, that the book of Judges is before there were kings. So in this area of scripture, there were no kings yet. It was the judges that Israel had to lean into. And so we're going to read chapter 13, starting with verse 2. It says, Now there was a certain man... From Zorah, of the family whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now, therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink, and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. And no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So here she is, an unnamed woman, during a time of oppression for her people, and a time of barrenness for herself personally. And God shows up in his perfect timing, in his perfect way. That's exciting, right? I love that God shows up in the midst of our oppression, in the midst of our spiritual barrenness. And he has perfect timing and a perfect plan for each and every one of us. Here she is. And we can recognize here that this couple must have been um, a pretty special couple because he comes to them with this responsibility that they're going to have this child that's going to be great. And, and I'm not going to read all of the scripture um, to you this morning. You can go back and read it for yourself. But you'll find that when she comes and she tells this to her husband, and she says, hey, this is, um, this is what's happened to me, that um, he questions um, this. And he says, well, he goes to the Lord in prayer, and he's like, God, would you let this this man return so that I can find out how we need to teach this child? 
and, and, and what we need to do. And I see this nurturing father who, who wants to be there to help his wife and help her do what she's called to do as a mother. And so my message isn't for you fathers, but I just want to throw that in there this morning, how important it is as a husband to nurture your wife. How many ladies like to be nurtured? Yeah. It's a good feeling to be nurtured and paid attention to and helped out. And so um, I see that with there with her husband. But there are four specific, specific points that I want to bring to you this morning. Are you ready for the four? Number one, this is what I see in, here, in her. She was an obedient mom. There's actually three times in this chapter that it references that Samson's mom is not to eat or drink anything that comes from the vine or touch anything unclean. Now, when you remember the story of Samson, how many of you definitely remember he was not supposed to do that, right? But how many of you remembered that she was not supposed to do that? She was told, don't eat anything or drink anything or eat anything that comes from a vine and don't touch anything unclean. Because she was going to conceive this child that would be a Nazarite. And so if you don't know what that is, it's a holy warrior. She's going to conceive a holy warrior, one who would be consecrated to the service of God. And he could not have any alcohol. He could not cut his hair. He could not make contact with any dead corpse all of his life. And it would set him aside with a very special gift from the Lord. It was a high honor to be called what Samson was to be called as. So one of the things I think here that's really cool um, is that we see in this scripture how it really does matter when you're pregnant, what you eat, and what you do. And now science has discovered that, but how many of you know it was in the Word long before they ever did any trials on that? It's right here. It mattered what she put in her body. It mattered the actions that she took. I mean, how many of you know if she touched a dead corpse, your, your, your baby's in your womb, what is it going to do to the baby? But her actions, that was an action, and her action actually mattered. And if you don't believe that unborn life is alive, this scripture wouldn't matter. But it matters because that baby within her womb was alive and had, he says, I know the plans I have prepared for you. When you were in your mother's womb, because in your mother's womb, he's given you life. And he tells her here, you have a child that's in your womb that I have a plan and I have a purpose for, that I have given life, and you have to do some specific things because he's alive in you when you don't see him, when, he hasn't, when you haven't birthed him yet, and what you're doing is going to matter to him now. There's a lot of weight in that this morning. So... Samson's mom chose to be obedient. She followed the rules that were set before her. She made the choice to obey. She refrained from what she was not permitted, and she sacrificed her own will for the will of God. How many of you know that once God tells you not to do something, then it, it, there's a temptation to do it? Like, have you ever decided to go on a diet? You're like, I am not eating any fast food. 
And then the next thing you know, um, you drive by this billboard, like, and maybe you love Chick-fil-A, and you're like, oh, I wasn't supposed to eat that. Like, there's this temptation, right? And so here she is in this time in this season where, you know, I'm sure there, was, there were times that she was tempted, maybe not to touch anything dead, but definitely tempted to probably taste of something from the vine. But she chose to make that sacrifice. She in return taught and raised her son in the ways of the Nazarite. Now, it doesn't say that she stopped after he was born. Maybe she just decided, I'm going to do the same as my son. Or maybe the day after she was born, she's like, bring me the grapes. Um, I don't know. But I do know that she obeyed God during this time. And then she turned around and she also gave obedience by teaching her son what to do. Because that was what she was asked to do. How many of you know, to much is given, much is required. And as moms, it's important for us to be obedient to follow the ways of the Lord, to choose to obey God and to teach our children the same. So moms, are we obedient to the word of the Lord? You may not have had the angel of God come to you in your bedroom or outside when you're doing housework and, and, and say this is specifically what I want you to do. He gave us the word of God. He gave us the Bible, and this is what we are to follow. We are to be obedient to this. And so I ask you this morning, are you an obedient mother? Have you chosen to obey? Have you chosen to say, not my will, but your will, Lord? The second thing that we see is that she was a sensitive mother. So I didn't give the scripture, but I want to read it. It says in verse 6 of chapter 13, So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. Very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. So what we see here is that she was sensitive, and we can see that. We, it shows here in the scripture her spiritual depth that she could compare the countenance of the angel of the Lord. She says his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of the Lord. How does she know what the countenance of the angel of the Lord looks like? Behold, it was very awesome. She knew that this was something different. You don't recognize the Lord. You don't recognize his voice. You don't recognize his direction, his countenance, his character, if you're not sensitive. God can be in the building, and you can miss him if you're not sensitive. God can be speaking to you, mamas, and you can miss him. Miss hearing the voice of the Lord if you're not sensitive. One of the greatest things that we can ask the Lord for is a sensitive heart towards him. As moms, we say, Lord, what do you want to teach us? And how do we handle our circumstances? Being a sensitive mom is where that mother's intuition comes in. Sensitive to the Lord and sensitive to our family. How many of you have ever just like had this feeling that you knew something was going on, mamas? And how many of you, it turned out to be right? You were being sensitive to the Lord and he spoke to your heart and maybe led you to pray about something for your kids or maybe led you to, to do something you wouldn't normally do. Being sensitive to the Lord. And I appreciate that we can see that Sanson's mom was sensitive to know that she was in the presence of the Lord. 
sensitive to know that this direction I've been giving, I, I need to follow. The sensitivity that she walked in. And I just want to insert here, we don't live in Bible days, thank you Jesus. But how many of you mamas know how important it is today to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit? To be sensitive to the Lord. We're living in a day and a time where we really need to seek God for sensitivity. That we can teach our children and lead them in the direction that the Holy Spirit would have us. That we can make decisions for ourselves that are based off of the sensitivity of the Lord. So there's things that God may keep you from doing. And you would think, oh, that's no big deal. But if you're sensitive to him and you make the right choice, later on a lot of times we'll go, oh, I'm so glad that I didn't do that or I didn't go there or I didn't say that. Being sensitive. The third point this morning is the confident mother. And we're going to look at 13 verse 23 and 24. So here we have um, her husband. And he, like I said, did not, um, didn't recognize the Lord at first. He said, well, okay, you saw this man. So he prayed, Lord, let this man come back so that I can see him. So the man comes back and then he, he, he asks him, well, what do we do? How do we teach, how do we teach this child that we're going to have? And he tells him the same thing that, um, the angel tells him the same thing that he told Samson's mom. And he said, okay. And so he wants to make this sacrifice and they go through all of this um, conversation. And then it says that the angel of the Lord appeared no more and that uh, Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. So he recognized that was the angel of the Lord. So his response comes in here. It says in verse um, 23, he says to his wife, we shall surely die because we, or in verse 22, we shall surely die because we have seen God. But his wife said to him, if the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hands. Nor would he have shown us all these things, nor would he have told us such things as these at this time. So the woman bore a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew and the Lord blessed him and the spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Mahana Dan between Zorah and Eshtel. So here we see this mama who was confident in the goodness of God. She was confident in the goodness of God. And moms, one of the greatest things that we can give our children is confidence in the goodness of God. Somebody say confidence in the goodness of God. In a world where it's all about making a name for yourself and being in the spotlight and being an influencer. And I know we have a lot of different age groups across here. The older people are like, what's an influencer? The younger people are like, oh, yeah, I, am, I, I have an account where I'm trying to be a, an influencer. And so we have these, these different things that we're faced with um, and that we try to do to get a name, to be in the spotlight, to have a title. Maybe you're searching mom for a title at your work. You have a, you have a dream to be the whatever it is in your job. Um, maybe it's you, you want to be the best mom on the block, so you're the one who keeps the good stashes of snacks at your house because you want to be known as the snack mom. <laughs> maybe you're the one who posts all these things. I don't know where you're at or what you're searching for, but can I tell you there's a blessing in just being mom, being a confident mom, the confident mom who knows the goodness of God, confident and who you are because you are more than a name and you are more than a title. Confident because you have 
something to give them, and that's the confidence that we need in the Lord. We don't know if she was pretty or pretty ugly. We don't know if she was well-loved or rejected. We don't know if she had any skills or she was just skillless. We don't know what kind of family she came from, if it was well-respected or the worst family of the neighborhood. We really don't know. We simply know that she was an oppressed season, she was barren, and she had enough of a relationship with the Lord to recognize him, to choose obedience, and to be confident in the goodness of God despite what her past was and despite what she had been through. And I am encouraged by women of God who are confident in the Lord despite what they've gone through. Despite if their past has been good or their past has been bad. Despite the things that they've received that they wanted and the things that they didn't get. Just to know that I can be confident that my God is good and no matter what I go through, I can trust him. The confidence that we can give our children. Strip away your makeup. Strip away your title. Strip away your social sight. And what do you have to offer your children? Because you're more than all that. Do you get that this morning? You're more than your social page, mama. You are more than your outward appearance. You are more than the title that you carry on your job. You are mom. And it doesn't matter how old you are this morning how young your babies are, how old your babies are, you are mom. And moms, you have a beautiful gift this morning to give, to instill in your children and your spiritual children the confidence of God. You have a testimony. We sing about that this morning. You have a testimony of the goodness of God. You, if you have come under, um, uh, if you've come under the family of God and accepted the Lord as your personal Savior, then you have a testimony. You know what you were, you know who you were, and you know who you are now. You know who God is, that He is your Savior, that He is righteous, that He is holy that he is a provider, that he is worthy, that he is a healer. You know all these things. And don't let the enemy come in and steal that from you. Don't let all the other things in your life take precedence over that. Because it's so easy to get distracted. I think one of them said that this morning. It's so easy to get caught up in all the things we're doing on our job and our extracurricular activities and the things even we do with our kids We get lost in all that, that we neglect sometimes our relationship with the Lord. And as we neglect our relationship with the Lord, sometimes he becomes a little distant. And sometimes we forget that he's still our provider. He's still our healer. He's still the one that we need to go to. So important for us to obey the word of God to be that obedient mom, because he says in his word for us to meditate on his word day and night. He tells us to come back to his word. He gives us all these great tools, but if we're so distracted that we don't do that, we'll find ourselves disconnected. And how many of you moms know, hey, I've been there. 
Last week, I was like, Abigail had to be at theater every night of the week. Koa had two baseball games. We had church. We had other things in between. And I was just like putting chili in a crock pot, running to drop this one off, coming back, getting this one, going to that game, doing this, doing dishes. Jonathan's leaving. He needs laundry, trying to throw the laundry in, trying to make sure it doesn't mildew. Anybody been there? I'm like, honey, and then, then we're leaving out the door. He's like, we got to go. I'm like, but your clothes got to be in the dryer. And he's like, but we don't run the dryer when we're gone. I'm like, today we do. Unless you want sour underwear when you go to your mama's. And that's going to make me look bad. Man, life is not easy. And in the midst of that, you're supposed to read God's word. How do you got time for that? And you know, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss a game. I might miss the best home run of the night. I don't want to miss out on those. And so then, we, then we're like eating a ton of fast food last week. It's like I'm over that. I don't even care if it's Chick-fil-A or in or out or one of those, you know, whatever. I actually did Kane's chicken yesterday. I dropped Jonathan off at the airport, got Kane's chicken, came home, got Abigail to theater, then picked Koa back up. And Life is not easy, mamas. We just get exhausted talking about what we do. Today, don't expect your mama to do anything fabulous. Fabulous is you rubbing her feet and catering to her, doing the dishes. Try a load of laundry. <laughs> or maybe not. My house, I'm like, no, 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 I'll get mine. Thank you. I would like to still be able to wear that and not be shrunk. It's not easy. But you know what? It is essential. It is so important. Because moms, in the midst of those days, the enemy will come in. And we need the word to give our kids. They'll have the worst game of their life, they feel like. And they'll be in tears. And we got to have something to pour into them. Our spouse will come home and we'll realize things just aren't right. And we need to be able to cater to them and love on them and give them an encouraging word. We may wake up and our soul just feels heavy. And we just go, I don't even know why I feel the way I feel today. But I just feel so heavy. And we need the word to encourage our soul, to bring life to us, to bring happiness to us. And we need to be reminded and be confident in the Lord that no matter what I go through, he is good. And if you're having a rough day, you open up the book of Psalms and you read the goodness of God and you get a praise on your lips and you may be like, Lord, you know today is busy. You know I got a lot going on, but I just put this word in my heart today and I just get this in me. Or if it's the last thing you read. How many of you know if the last thing you read is your social media scroll but you never read the word of God, you've done a nasty thing that day? And I've done it. And then like, you know. Here's my phone in the morning. Oh, there's notifications. And I'm reading my morning notifications. And then I got to get up and get ready because the time went by. Isn't it amazing? And then my day got started. And I neglected the word. And then it got busy. And then I laid my head down. And I neglected the Lord. And I've had to say, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Have we forgotten what we're raising? We're raising Samson's. We are raising holy warriors. Your children have been called of God with plan and purpose. And it won't look like Samson. It won't look like David. It won't look like anybody else in the word of God. He's given your child for a specific calling. And you have the beauty of raising them. 
and we need to be equipped to teach them. Be confident, mothers. And the last point that I have is the available mother. If you go through this whole area of scripture, there's three, what is it, 13, 14, 15, 16, four chapters, you will find that Samson references his mom and dad several times. Now, you know, a lot of times we'll hear about a mom and they gave birth and there they were. But he actually references his, his mom and dad. He got food and he shared it with them. Uh, not food that he should have, but, <laughs> but he shared it with them, needless to say. Um, I like in 1416, this, is, this could be a little touchy uh, situation here. I can see this for moms and um, wives. It says in verse 16, then Samson's wife wept on him and said, you only hate me. You do not love me. You've posed a riddle to the sons of my people, but you've not explained it to me. And he said to her, look, I've not explained it to my father or my mother, so should I explain it to you? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I thought we were supposed to leave and cleave. So here he is referencing his relationship with his mom and dad. He valued them. He valued who they were. And I have a feeling it's because they were available to him. Despite a disappointment, our availability towards our children is huge. There is a comfort in knowing that we can share things, that we can go back to, that we can depend upon, that we can reach out to our moms. Be available, even when it's hard to be available. Now, for those of us who are older, we can, I'm sure, reflect on stories where we didn't think we needed our mama very much. We thought we could do it on our own, and we didn't like what they had to say. But we knew if we did need them, or we did want their advice, or we did decide they had something to say, they were available. Be an available mama. Especially when they don't want you to be. Just knowing that you're there for them. Because obedient moms, if you're an obedient mom, they'll tell you the truth. And they'll remind you of the ways of God. And we need mamas like that in our life that will take us back to the word of God. There's been so many times that I've been discouraged or I've went through things and my mom would remind me because of her confidence in God, she would remind me of his ways. And it was a correction to me. And it was life to me. Obedient moms speak life to you because they tell you the truth even when you don't want to hear the truth and sometimes they're the only ones that can tell you the truth sometimes they're the only ones that's not afraid to tell you like it is and remind you of the ways that you should live sensitive moms who recognize what our words don't speak how many of you know sometimes you don't want to say and you can go to your mama, and they already know before you say it. Had a conversation um, last week with one of my kids, and the other kid said, what's going on? And the one kid said, 
you know, well, we're having this conversation, and, and they said, um, well, mom knows everything. And I thought it was funny because I did know. I was sensitive, en sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit to recognize something, and then when I talked about it and it was revealed, and then the other one got to be a part of it, they're like, well, how did she know? Well, mom knows everything. Sensitive moms and confident moms who will call us back to the goodness of God, available in every season in the good and the bad. Some of you moms know what it's like to walk through your, with your children through the bad times. And you've been obedient mom to call them back to the word of God. And you've been a sensitive mom to speak when you should and shut up when you shouldn't. And sometimes you did the opposite and you spoke when you shouldn't have. And you're like, God, forgive me. I know you told me to hold my tongue, but I just wanted to tell him like it was. And God helps us. He reels us back in and reminds us, yeah, I have a plan. And it wasn't for you to do what you just did. Some of you have walked through that and you've tried to instill the confidence of the goodness of God in your children and you're still waiting on them to come back to the Lord. But I want to remind you the scripture that we talked about the day of baby dedication that if you train up the child in the way that they should go, they won't depart from it. The things that you've said to them, the things that you've taught them, the things that you've instilled in them, it's there. It's there. And if you read the book of Samson, you'll see he struggled with lust. He struggled. Man, he touched that, that corpse, got that honey out of that dead corpse, and he shouldn't have done that. He, he struggled, but he was still called. And if I can speak some life to some of you this morning who may be in this situation, your child may be struggling, but they're still called. And you're still mom. And you still have a calling to teach and train and love. To be sensitive and confident and available. And so as we read his failures and we read what happened to him, if you haven't read the whole book of Samson and you don't remember, you'll see that he, man, he, he gave into temptation. He told what his secret was. And his hair was cut off and he lost that strength. And when that happened, they even took his eyeballs out. And, you know, I think of that and how hard that had to be as a mama to walk through those deep, dark things with a child that you know God promised you would be a deliverer. And some of you, God has promised that your children will be a certain way and you're not seeing it. But I just want to remind you, God is still working in ways that we cannot see. Maybe you were that child and you're a testimony today of the goodness of God and a praying mom, and one who stood in the gaps. In the end, Samson had failed, and he made mistakes, but he returned back to God, and he did save his nation. He actually served as judge for 20 years. And as moms, we may not see things play out the way we envisioned, yet we can hold fast to God's promises. In Samuel 16, verse 28, this is how it ends for him. It says, then Samuel called to the Lord, saying, O oh Lord, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once, O oh God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. 
And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. And then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the Lord's and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. The promise that he would bring that victory still held. And of course it didn't end the way that we would have wanted it to end. But there was victory that day. Moms, you are more than a name. And um, I know we have our children. I don't know who's going to let them know. They're going to be working their way down this morning. Um, Mom, you're more than a name. You are a light to your children in this dark world. And so this morning we have candles. If you didn't grab one on your way in, you can get um, them on your way out. But the candles just signifying today that you are a light. You're a light in your household. You are a light to your children. You are a light in this dark world. And your children do need those four points that we talked about this morning. They need your obedience to the Lord. They need your sensitivity to the Lord. They need your confidence in the goodness of God. And they need your availability. And if you can be that type of mom, you will be such a blessing to your children. I know there are those of you here today that your moms have gone on to be with the Lord. And man, it just stinks on days like this, right? Because you're like, I just wish that I could hear my mom encourage me one more time. I just wish that I could have her get on to me and tell me what I'm doing wrong one more time. (laughs) I just wish that I had her knowledge. But you know what? Although she's not here, you're here. And if you're not a mama, you can be a spiritual mama to someone who is under you, who needs you to be obedient and sensitive and confident and available. Moms, you are women of God who have the best title you could ever be given, and that is simply mom. And be okay with that title. Be okay if you're not a famous mom. Be okay if you don't have a fabulous job, be okay if you don't have all these other things, because sometimes we look and we want what somebody else has, and then if we get it, we're like, why did I ask for that? Be who God's called you to be, and if it is a title, wear it well. Whatever God has called you to be, do it with confidence, because he loves you and he's called you. When you were in your mother's womb, he purposed and destined and called you to do great things for the kingdom of God. Amen? So if you're here this morning, and I heard this common, um, this common, uh, lost for words this morning, but this common uh, verbiage this morning with Nikki, with Louie, and I want to reiterate it now, that if you haven't given your lives over to the Lord, if you haven't taken that opportunity to make him Lord of your life, that's the greatest thing you can do this morning as a mom. And not just for moms, but as a father, that's the greatest thing you can do this morning is to say, Lord, here I am. And I don't know how to do all maybe that she talked about this morning, but I'm willing to try. And I want to, to be obedient to your word. And I want to learn more about your word. And I want to be sensitive. And I want to be able to talk about the goodness of God. And I want to be available to those who need me. 
And so let's just pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every one of our moms today. And I pray blessings over them, that this would be a blessed day, a good day, that, Father, they would be, uh, as they're reminded this morning of what we need to be as moms, that, Father, we would also be reminded of the goodness that you have bestowed on each of our lives, the blessings that you give us. Father, as moms, we are so, so thankful for the children that you have given us. They are a blessing. And, Father, we're so thankful for the mothers that you've given us. God, we thank you for our our, our spiritual mothers that you've brought in our life to teach us and help mentor us, God. We are so grateful this morning. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you have given us life. And Lord, if there be anyone here this morning that hasn't made that connection to you, God, we thank you that today is that day. So if you're here this morning and you haven't made that connection to the Lord, it's just easy. Just say with me, Heavenly Father, I acknowledge you as creator of heaven and earth. Thank you for sending your son, that he died on the cross for me, that he rose again for me, that I could have everlasting life. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins and giving me the assurity of an eternal home. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Today, if you said that prayer, you have verbally acknowledged that Jesus Christ is Lord. And not just Lord, Lord of your life. And he will help us navigate through all that we're going through. Thank you, Jesus. Because how many of you know we need direction? There's times I just have no clue what to do or how to do it. And I need other mamas. Isn't it great to be able to go, hey, what did you do about this? And how did you navigate this? Or here's a, here's a, a modern day one. What are your um, Instapot recipes? Because we need something quick and easy nowadays, right? And so learn from each other. Glean from the moms. Tell another mom today that you're thankful for them and who they are and the example that they've brought to you. And as I just look across this room today, I see so many talented moms. We have singers. We have sewers. We have teachers. We have crafters. We have, we have amazing moms in this room. And I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. And you know what? It's not possible that we can be all of that but we can be encouraged by those that have their gifts. Amen? So Olivia is coming, and um, our kids have a little something. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.